0: Acts chapter 3, it opens with Peter and John going into the temple. And as they walked into the temple, there was a lame man there at the gate called Beautiful. And this man was in his 40s. Evidently, he'd been lame for quite a while. And these two apostles, Peter and John, they looked at the man and said, Look at us. And the lame man looked at them, and Peter He said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And the lame man walked. He got up and walked. So this caused kind of a stir. Think about it. If you were a person who had walked into the temple and you've been walking past this lame man for years, And he's there asking for money. And now you see him. He was dancing in, hanging on Peter and John. And it caused quite a stir. And a big crowd began to form around Peter and John because of what had just happened. And here's how they responded. Peter began to preach. And he preached Jesus. And he said to this crowd, you disowned him. You disowned Jesus. You disowned the Holy and the Righteous One. And you you asked for a murderer to be released to you. Now, this really was maybe uh, two, three months after Jesus had been crucified. So it's pretty fresh in their memories. And Peter said, you did it. You disowned him. You asked for a murderer to be released to you. And you killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. And Peter said, we're witnesses of this. He and John and some of the others, he had some stern words for this crowd. Stern, hard words. You killed them. Now, imagine you were one in the crowd. And this really hit you right right in the heart. Wow, Peter, you're right. I, I, I was there accusing Jesus and saying he should be crucified and asking for this murderer Barabbas to be released you might be agonizing a little bit about what you did and Peter didn't just give these words of condemnation if you will but he offered hope he offered some pain relief he said Acts 3.19 he said repent then And turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. That's some pretty nice hope. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord. So Peter preached repent, turn to God. And he offered this great hope. Times of refreshing can come. And as Acts chapter 3 closes, Peter's still preaching 2,000. Have really turned their hearts. The church has grown now to over five thousand. This is two thousand men, so it's not including women. This is a big number who've who've turned to Jesus. And Acts three closes. Peter's still preaching. Acts four opens up. The crowd is pretty big. The leaders are upset. The leaders of the Jewish faith. After all, Peter and John are standing in the, the Jewish temple. They're ordinary fishermen. They're teaching things uh, about God. They're not supposed to be teaching, they're not qualified rabbis. Uh, the, the Sadducees, it says, which was one sect of the leaders, and the temple guard were upset. They seized Peter and John, they put them in jail. And they held them till the next morning. And the next morning, they brought them before uh, the Jewish elders and the high priest. Now, I don't know if you were Peter or John, but you might be going through your mind. This is exactly what they did to Jesus. They took him by night, held him. The next morning, they had these trials, and he ended up being crucified. I wonder if they were thinking about that. As they were brought before these leaders, Acts 4 tells us, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, began to address these Jewish elders. And he said, It's by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, some stern words again, whom you crucified but whom God raised from the dead that this man stands before you healed. The healed man was right there with them and the rulers didn't know what to do. They did not know what to do. On the one hand, these were ordinary men and they were teaching things they weren't allowed to be teaching and they should be punished. They should be punished for that. On the other hand, these ordinary men were teaching with great authority and a A marvelous, miraculous sign had been performed. A lame man was walking. So they didn't know what to do. If they punished Peter and John, the people are going to turn on the rulers. They were confused. They took some time to think about it, and they decided, well, we'll let them go. We'll let Peter and John go, but we're going to give them a stern, stern warning. Do not speak in in the name of this Jesus of Nazareth anymore. Don't do that. And they added threats. Acts chapter 4 says they added threats to this edict about not talking about Jesus. I don't know what the threats were. It's not really stated explicitly. But again, they knew what happened to Jesus. And I can imagine they were threats on their lives. Well, Peter and John returned to their people, the church, The church in Jerusalem, and they talked about this incident. They related it. The people knew of the wonderful miracle. They knew of this lame man who had been healed. And then Peter and John shared, hey, we've been ordered not to talk about Jesus, and we've been threatened if we do so. Well, the people there, they listened. And the people of the church heard. They heard what Peter and John had experienced for the sake of Jesus, for the sake of his gospel, and then they responded. And that's, that's the end of Acts chapter four. They responded, it says, with one voice. With one voice they prayed. And they prayed about these, these leaders who were coming against Peter and John. They, were, they prayed about these, these elders and the high priest who were coming against Christ and his church. And their prayer concluded this way. Acts chapter four, and I'm gonna give you verses 29 through 31. This is the church praying in one voice. Now, Lord, consider their threats. That's the threat of those elders and the high priest. Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus after they play, prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly. Well, the apostles, the apostles, and in particular, Peter, they'd already been speaking the word of God with boldness. In Acts 4, they were informed that Peter he had this enabling before he even addressed the crowd. It, said, it says in Acts 4, verse 8, I've, I've already said it, that Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit to speak to these rulers and these elders with great boldness. He, he went on to preach the gospel. How bold is it to look into the eyes of the ones who crucified Jesus and tell them that you crucified him? He knew full well they could do the same thing to him. Now remember, this was the same guy who had denied even knowing Jesus the night that Jesus was being held. Peter, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. Three times he denied even knowing Jesus. Fearful, he went away. Here it is just a few months later. And he's standing before the same ones who crucified Jesus, telling them that they did it, knowing they could turn on him. After all, he'd already spent a night in jail. But he was empowered. He was enabled by the Spirit of the living God to stand there fearlessly and say, Jesus of Nazareth healed this man. He healed him. Now, I don't know if Peter was thinking at all of what Jesus had promised him, but Jesus, just a few days before he was crucified, he said this to, to his disciples, Peter there, this is Mark's Gospel, chapter 13, it's verse 11, and Jesus said, whenever you are arrested and you're brought to trial, don't worry beforehand about what to say, just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. And see, this is how Peter was speaking. He was speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then the church prayed. The church prayed Let this continue. Let it continue. And not just in these leaders, not just in in Peter and John, but Lord, enable your servants. They were part of that, that word, servants. Enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. And we read that at the end of the prayer, the place where they were at was shaken, and they all spoke the word of God boldly. Man, do you want that? Do you want some of that? Do you want some of that enabling? Lord, enable your servants. We need to be praying this prayer. We need to add this prayer to our daily prayers. If you're praying daily, add this to your, to your daily prayer. Lord, enable me, enable me. I need the enabling of the, the Holy Spirit within me for whoever I cross paths with, Lord, that you'd give me the words to say, that you'd enable me to speak boldly beyond what I, what I can speak. Remember, remember, I've talked about Timothy for a couple of weeks. He was a man of God. That's what Paul's description was for Timothy. Timothy, man of God. He was a co-worker with Paul in his ministry. Yet Paul wrote to the man and he said, you got this gift, but it's kind of just a little flicker. Fan it into flame. Stir it up. Don't be ashamed of the Lord's testimony. Don't, Don't be ashamed about what Jesus did. Timothy needed this prayer. Lord, enable me to speak your word with great boldness. And this is one of the ways to stir up the gift within you. Pray this prayer and pray it with sincerity of heart. Lord, stir it up within me. Lord, enable me to speak your word. Timothy needed to be reminded of that enabling power of the Holy Spirit. And there are times where we need that reminder too. And so I remind you today I remind you today, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to speak about Jesus. Don't be afraid to speak about your Lord. What has he done for you? I know you've got something that you can say about that. We've heard this morning about deliverance. I know some of you have been delivered from things in your past that don't even need to be mentioned now. He's delivered you. He's pulled you from the pit. All of us have been saved all of us have been saved. We were dead in our transgressions. And God made us alive again in Christ Jesus through the, through the power of his, his grace, his sacrificial death for us. Don't be afraid to speak about Jesus. Don't back down from sharing the gospel with someone. Fan it into flame. And the Holy Spirit will enable you. He will enable you to speak. Now that might mean you got to speak to someone Beyond just that need for salvation. Yes, when we cross paths with somebody that, that hasn't heard the gospel or they, they've, they've denied it for a long time, they need to hear it. But oftentimes they need more. They need more. People are dealing with lots of things in this culture that we live in. People are dealing with pains and hurts and, and they're suffering. They might have a dysfunctional family. There might be a, a, a broken marriage, there might be loss and loneliness, addictions, a financial collapse, depression. And wow, you know, talking to someone about Jesus, well, you know, I can do that, but I just don't want to get involved with all that other stuff. That's hard. That's hard. They're dealing with hard things. What do you say? What do you offer to someone who's who's in that Place where they're depressed or they have a broken marriage. Well, for this too, for this too, the Holy Spirit can enable you and give you give you words to say, comfort to offer, beyond what you might even be thinking at the time, if you rely on Him and you seek His direction and His help for the just for the right words at the right time. The Holy Spirit can indeed help you. I remember a number of years ago, I was. Uh, asked to conduct a funeral. It was uh, for uh, a man who had been connected here at Bethesda, but his wife was unable to attend the funeral. She was in the hospital and incapacitated. So after that funeral, I made a visit to the hospital in order to just share a little bit about the man's funeral service and tell her just how beautiful it had turned out. Uh, this this lady, her name was uh, Marianne, and she had a form of uh, aphasia. She couldn't talk. Now, it wasn't severe enough where she couldn't understand. She could totally understand what I was saying, but she could not communicate with words to me at all. And I, I don't know what the, the issue was or why that was, but I told her all about her husband's service and the people who were there and the people who had shared their kind words. And then I prayed with her. And as I was leaving the room, I was walking out. On the other side of the room, there was another lady in bed. And for, it seemed she was trying to get my attention. But I wasn't entirely sure. She didn't say anything. And, and I thought, should I keep walking? should I approach this complete stranger? And she wasn't talking to me. I just felt like there was this this gesture or something that she was trying to get my attention. And I'll admit, it was just sort of awkward. I felt this sort of awkwardness. And I get to the door, but before going out the door, I turned and I I went over to her and I just asked her, you know, ma'am, was there something you wanted to say to me? But I didn't know it. She couldn't talk either. She, I don't know what, again, she may have had a stroke or something. This, this lady couldn't talk. And it was obvious to me that she had heard all that I had uh, said with this Marianne. But beyond that, she really couldn't communicate with me. I didn't know the specific problem. I didn't know what her need was. What can I do? This is a situation where I'm I'm in my heart saying, Lord, help me. Lord, please give me the words to say. I'm relying on the Holy Spirit to enable me in this, this moment. And I took her hand, and I'll tell you what, I can't remember. It was about 12 years ago. I can't remember what I said to her. But I do remember asking her, if you would like me to pray. And she nodded, And again, I cannot tell you what I prayed. I just closed my eyes, held her hand, and I prayed. And I can only say, you know, that the Spirit of God was leading. The Spirit of God was leading. When I said amen and I opened my eyes, there's just tears pouring down this this lady's face. And I'll say they were not tears of sorrow. It It came across to me as tears of just relief, like something... Heavy had been lifted, and I don't know what, only that I, I closed my eyes and prayed and asked the Lord to help me and lead me, and I believe that he did. I'm just grateful that I got over the awkwardness and, and that feeling of just, oh, this is strange, and I don't know that person, and did they really want me to come over there? And that can happen to all of us. It really can, and when it does, we might miss out on helping someone. Even a man like God, or a man like Timothy, who was a man of God, he he struggled, he struggled. So if it can happen to him, it can happen to us, and we can make it our prayer, make it our prayer. I remind you today, and I know we, we went through this in 2019, but I remind you today, Lord, enable me, enable me to speak your word with boldness. Lord, stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand and do something wonderful. Do a miracle. We can pray that like they prayed it in Acts chapter 4. And you know what? You don't need to be facing something as dramatic as being imprisoned for your faith. No, you do not have to be facing that in order to speak boldly for your Lord and your Savior, Jesus Christ. It might be that there's just someone who's crossed your paths that you need to minister to. And you need to offer them the hope that you have. Pray for the Lord's enabling at at those moments when the the people concluded their prayer in Acts chapter 4, they were filled with the Holy Spirit And, and they spoke boldly. Pray this every morning so that you leave your house filled with the Holy Spirit, that whoever you encounter, you can speak boldly. You know, ready. Be ready to step forward and move for the cause of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We're not facing imprisonment for Jesus. I don't know anyone here who's uh, anyone been arrested recently because you believe in Jesus. Probably hasn't happened here. I know it happens around the world and in various parts, but we are blessed that that doesn't happen to us. But we face a, a world outside these four walls that need the salvation of Jesus Christ, they need his gospel. Is there one that you need to minister to? For whatever reason, your paths have crossed. And it's someone who needs to hear about Jesus. Ah, but they're dealing with so many issues, so many issues and hurt and pain. What do you say? What do you say? Just pray before you say, Pray for the Spirit's enabling. Trust Jesus. Trust his Holy Spirit. And then, like Jesus said, when you're arrested and and you don't know what to say, I'll give you the words to say. You can trust him in any of these situations that he will help you. Get over any of the awkwardness, any of the fear, any of the, ah, they're going to think I'm a strange weirdo. Oh, I don't know if I can talk to that but Just, we need to step out of that and know that he will give you the words to say. The Holy Spirit speaking through you. It's an amazing experience. And you know what? You can bring times of refreshing to someone, someone who's depressed or someone who's Dealing with life's issues, you can bring times of refreshing the living water of Jesus Christ. Let let's let's stand and pray as we go and um let's let's pray with one voice. As it said in Acts chapter 4, with one voice the church prayed. Let's pray for this. And I don't know if this room is gonna be shaken, or or if you're joining us online and, and you just take time in your own house wherever you're at to pray and I'm not sure if your room will be shaken but we can pray it we can pray lord just lord take us and shake us and empower us that when we leave here we're not going to back down we're going to be open to to talk about you empowered by your living holy spirit father god in the name of jesus christ by the power of the holy spirit i just i lift my hands over this congregation and ask that the holy spirit would fall afresh on every single one in this room god that you would give us this empowerment from your living holy spirit the resurrected Jesus Christ we heard today, God, that you are the resurrection in the life. You're alive and you have given your living Holy Spirit indwelling each of us. And God, we are asking that you would enable us by the power of that living Holy Spirit to step out of here and to step into other people's lives and be able to share the love of Jesus Christ and to not feel ashamed or awkward about it in any way, shape, or form, but that we would share and that you would empower us. You would give us the words to say when we have that awkward feeling or that fear, Lord, that you would overcome it because your spirit isn't one of uh, timid or fear. Lord, it's of Love and power and a sound mind help us to share the love of Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to give people those times of refreshing because they come to know Jesus. God, I pray that for every single person in this room, everyone who's joining us online, that they would be able to share what they know about their Savior and their Lord, Jesus Christ. God, I pray that you would grant it. I pray that you would grant it, God. And you would even... Work through each of us, God, that if there is someone in pain, we can offer a a prayer of healing, God. And you would deliver and you would bring people out of their pits of depression and anxiety and whatever they're facing. By the power of the Holy Spirit, help us, God. Enable us. Give us that great gift, Lord. And if we have been negligent, Lord, to fan and to stir up that gift that's within us, Lord, convict us and convince us that that's what we should be doing. Help us, God, and remind us to pray it every single day. Enable us by the power of your Holy Spirit. We need him. We need him. We're grateful for him. Bless your people as they go, God, and carry them Bring us all back to worship you and praise your name. We thank you. We thank you for all that you've done and all you're going to do. And Lord, thank you again too for these who yielded their lives in baptism today, God, that rose to walk in newness of life. God, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit has visited them and will reside in them and help them. Thank you, Jesus. We appreciate all you do and We ask all of this in your powerful, precious name, our Savior, amen.